Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Paul. I'm John. And you're listening to Loose Units. <laughs> Fuck your funny, Paul. Come on, do it. You got to do it with me. One, okay. two, three. I'm Paul. And I'm John. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Loose Units. Units. How are we going to be the new Veronicas if we don't learn to speak at the same time? Oh, fuck. Who gives a... Welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly bonus spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk about whatever the hell we want to keep you company during lockdown. Obviously, this is a true crime podcast, so most of the time, true crime is the, is our raison d'etre, but... Oh, raison d'etre? What is that? The reason Paul, I something? didn't know you spoke Lithuanian. Uh, well, neither did I. Hmm. Uh, having said that, listen, uh, this episode is primarily focused on the fact that you have become something of a celebrity overnight. Now, let's just tell the whole story from soup to nuts, okay? I want the detailed story, but I would just like to point out the way this story began. Yeah, absolutely. So, let, okay, let's start with the phone call. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So, I'm. it's a Saturday morning mm. in clement weather in Sydney. It looked as though it was about to piss down. Okay. Massive black clouds, cumulonimbus. Oh, when was memory. this, by the way? When was this taking Over place? six months ago. Okay. Most people that I know, and, and including you, but in a nice way, feel there's one thing in life I'm totally incapable of doing. But here is a, here's living proof that I kept a secret for more than six months, didn't I? You kept this under your hat for a long, time. I don't wear a hat. Time. I do not wear hats. Yeah, why is that? Uh, I've got a friend that does wear hats, Stephen Lewis. Yes, he loves hats. A dear, yes. dear friend. Mm. I was best man at his wedding, but that's another story. Um, which is kind of an interesting story in that there were some members of, I believe, the House of Lords in London that were at the wedding that night, which kind really? of has is slightly tangential, as will become evident during this story. Yeah. Um. So I did manage to keep something under wraps and something pretty... I, I thought it was a fairly big day for me and there was a photo opportunity with... Should we say who it is now? Uh, I think most people know because of that dumb joke we did at the front. But uh, let's just start with... Yeah, start with the phone call. Okay. okay, so I get a phone call from a producer from a show called Celebrity Apprentice. And I'm going to be very frank here, even though my name's not Frank. And that is that I didn't know a lot about the show, so I did some quick research. But who do you think were my go-to people the moment the producer of this show 
and everything was very urgent. There was a mm. sense of real urgency. So who do you think I it was like picking up the bat phone? Who did I call? <laughs> who did you call to talk about a sudden everything. aggressive should showbiz I do it? opportunity? Yeah. yeah. Who did uh, I call? Me and Tegan. Correct, you and Tegan, because I thought of all the people I know, which is a tiny group of people, mm. uh, the two of you with your vast experience in the media and associated industry would be able to help me out. And, and you did help me out. You basically said, don't do it, which is funny. Wait, did we? Yeah. You said, did- look, you need to get some serious advice. And then I explained to you that it was actually going to happen that day. And then you said, oh, golly, like, all right, so... You kind of put it back on me, which is cool. And I was feeling apprehensive and and I, I had no idea of the enormity of this situation. I just knew that I had to hot foot it mm-hmm. to Fox Studios. When I parked in the multi-level car park at Fox Studios, I made my way into what can only be described as a major television event. But something that was so early, it was such an early phase, it had not come on to tv yet so the whole thing was really oh, really right so this is before the season had actually begun to yeah. air yeah so nobody knew who was actually on the show which meant that you couldn't go hey i'm here with you know the veronicas or Ross and lots Noble. of other quite famous people and i had to sit down and i had to sign a, a bunch of legal stuff mm. and it was like in the movies where you sit down and they give you these very complex documents that really should be in fairness and i think it's a bit of a I'm going to put it out there and say it's a little bit of a, a joke to get people to sign away basically your rights without basically getting any advice from anyone. Yeah, typically speaking, let's say someone's filmed you in a in, you know in kind of a vox pop or whatever. I think then they get to, you to sign. It's like a waiver or whatever, giving you permission, mm. giving them permission rather to actually put your face on TV. But with you, obviously, this was a somewhat more involved process. Did you kind of read the fine print or just sort of skim it? And I, 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 I did a speed reading course when I was in high school, sure. which, which had zero effect on my ability to speed read. It was like learning French in, in, um, in high school, which I did right. for a year in England, and I, I don't speak French. So kind of a bit of a waste of time in my opinion right, right. Um, so I kind of used all my my mental prowess that morning to sort of get a gist but one thing I do recall that was very very simple and in plain English was that I was not allowed to discuss what happened that day under any circumstances and I understand okay. why because it turns out I guess I shouldn't jump ahead too much maybe let's sort of pull it back a little bit but the it, there were Look, there were so many cameras there. It was basically a a sort of massive filming day, filming a um, an episode in a show that was going to air in six months. And um, I have a few kind of anecdotes, Paul, that I'd like to... Oh, my God. Yes, please. Okay, so f- first of all, what time of the day was this? This is in the morning? Mm, or... I got there around about 9, 9 a.m. and... I was there for about five hours, which Whoa. is pretty intense. Mm. I was there as a valuer of fine art. The, the crux of the show back then was, and everyone knows this because it was viewed mm-hmm. uh, on national television a few nights ago. And can I just say that I have a lovely accountant who, funnily enough, his firm look after Australian bands like Silverchair. So they're in the big league. He called me 
during that show two nights ago, and I'm not joking, everyone, and he's the loveliest, sweetest guy. He was hyperventilating. He was so excited. And I, 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 he, was, he was literally speaking gibberish. And I basically said, Harry, what, what are you talking about? He said, yeah. and he was just raving. And I didn't know the show was on. Oh, yes, of course. I had no idea. It mm. appears that a lot of people did know, though, because my Instagram feed and emails and messages just blew, blew out that night. Mm. It was mm. insane. Even my mother texted me, sweet mum. But it's very interesting, uh, listeners, because it gives one insight into just how many people watch that show. I've just come from coffee up here, and the number of people, because one of the staff sort of made a bit of a joke and shouted out quite loudly, and everyone, I'll tell you what, people react. Mm. So it's quite... These shows have got depth. Uh, So I'm not going to be sort of... uh, Unless you ask me to give my, my opinion on the concept... Uh, in fact, bugger it, I, I won't be able to help myself giving an opinion, Paul. But can I just say, I mean, I, I'm trying to do this chronologically, but I mean, you, you you talk me through it, Paul. Well, I mean, I'm just curious as to what your because you said you have a bunch of anecdotes, mm, so I do. do you want to kind kind of oh. arrange those? Well, first of all, um, did you get any kind of hair and makeup on the day, or did they just kind of shove you into shot? Paul, they don't just shove people into shots. This is like we were mic'd up, and and. One of the things about being mic'd up, and this is this is this is a hundred percent fair income, everyone. It reminds me of that film that I really liked, and I've seen mm. it. I'm not going to tell everyone how many times I've seen it because it'll sound weird. But I I love Notting Hill. I actually love it. Oh yeah, and so do I. There's a beautiful scene about three quarters of the way through the film where. She, Julia Roberts, is appearing in a period drama in a magnificent Georgian home in a in sort of a park. Yeah. And she's mic'd up. And he rocks up and he sits by the sound desk. And someone and he- plugs him in and says, oh, you might be interested. They, The guy that mics him up, he doesn't know that he's had a relationship with her and then and the she- the lead actor says to her oh what's with that guy that the media have said you might and she just basically fobs him off fobs him off and the reason she fobbed him off was that her her um sort of lead actor is a gossip and she's thinking none of your business so but she doesn't know that the lovely guy's listening in and he becomes very sad. What has this got to do with what I'm about to say? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm fully mic'd up and I can't even I, I can't even bring myself to call someone a lord. I find that offensive. I find it absolutely on so many levels. Just it sh- it just shits me no end. Sure. But but I will say this. His PA, his the, the, the person that's probably closest to him. Hang on, by him, who do you... Just for the people who don't watch I'm going to put show. it out. I'm going to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'm saying Lord Sugar. I can't even... I can't even say it properly. Yeah, Lord Sugar. She okay. is... She is the conduit between him and everyone. And she's talking to me. And I... And, and she, she must have thought that I was completely keyed in. 
I'm, I'm fully mic'd. There is God knows how many people listening behind the scenes. And she says to me, she mentions his name. And she says, oh, blah, 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 Lord Sugar. And I start laughing. And I say, that can't be his real name, can it? And she looked at me with disdain and shock. And she was clearly of the opinion that I was taking the piss. Just but to I wasn't. The back. Hang on. So Lord Sugar, who he is an actual... The, he owns the rights to the show. Yeah, but he's an actual Lord. Look, he is yeah, he's well, actually a Lord. You know, I want to find out. I want to do some research and find out whether it's... it's whether he, whether he sort of, it's been in his family for hundreds of years. But you're saying that the that a woman comes up and starts telling you, okay, we're going to take over the Lord Sugar. It's his assistant, right? Yeah. And you start laughing because you think Lord Sugar sounds stupid. Well, I just didn't is- believe anyone would have that that name. I mean, also with Sugar, it's like, okay, I- Alan Sugar. Oh wait, Alan. I mean, there is Sugar Man looking, searching for Sugar. Was it Sugar Man? He's oh, a br- God. Hang on a sec. Is he? Hang on. How is he a lord? He is a the if Lord Sugar. If he's, oh, he's a member. The- oh. He's a member of the House of Lords, or he was, which means yeah, he technically is a lord. Uh, he is a billionaire. Um, his fortune is estimated. Oh, that's back in. Okay, his fortune as of last year was estimated at one point two billion pounds. Hmm. Uh, but who? But who's the other person that, in my opinion, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I hate to get political. Mm. But who's the guy that basically ran the show in America? Oh, uh, I'm not. Don't oh, even say him. Don't mention his oh, name. How about this? The garbage bag full of piss. No, he his surname rhymes with Dump. rump. Rump. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and I'm I'm now, I'm now getting a little bit sort of I'm, I'm getting a slightly off track. But Christine and I flicked over to the show, and we watched the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of people out there that love the show. That's that's a fact. Um, but I I felt very uncomfortable watching decent people absolutely becoming not decent. In what respect? Uh, the whole thing about these shows is to pit people against each other. Right. And. If you had a very strong friendship and you went on that show and you had to get rid of your friend off the show, yeah. there's no way on earth, in my, my opinion, because these are visceral emotions, that's why it's such powerful television, it cannot but affect your private life. Right. And I find it very disturbing. And it reminds me of, of I wasn't there, of course, but I can imagine what it was like in the Coliseum when people right. went in to watch people. I'm drawing a long bow, but that's how I feel. I feel sure. it's not. It's not. It, it. If I'm squirming on my seat watching this show, yeah. I, I think, and when people start, look, it's just it's nasty, and I don't like it. Okay, so, so there are there are really two types of reality TV shows, Dad. There's the ones that make people into unpleasant versions of themselves to scramble for a victory, which it sounds like this one potentially is. And then there's the other type, which is basically the Great British Bake Off, RuPaul's Drag Race, whatever, where it's all, you know, it's it's a more collaborative, sharing-based environment with a kind of good, with good vibes and good feelings and what have you. Uh, the Great British Sewing Bee also qualifies uh, mm. for mm. that second category. Mm. So you you were struggling a little bit with the kind of, you know, cutthroat nature of watching people who were, you know, quite nice becoming quite catty 
mm. versions of themselves, right? I find it very upsetting. But also, I'm also going to say to everyone, mm-hmm. and this is where I can talk openly and frankly and not give a shit, and that is that the amount of material yeah. that ended up on the cutting room floor in relation to the valuation side of the day yeah. was 99.999%. You never saw I did find it really weird how they got these valuers in and then we didn't really see any value in Oh, look, honestly, what a, what a crock of shit and what a waste of time. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. The objective was, and and now I'm going to tell everyone what the actual, So, because no one knows. I mean, the public, those people that like the show, I'm going to now tell them and give them the facts about that day. (laughs) Facts are that there were two teams, we know that, and there was sort of an arty team, which was the Veronicas and the Comedian, Mm -hmm. and then there was the other team. And they both, their, their objective was to go out and, you know, either manufacture, get manufactured, acquire, modify hunt round, you know, and create two basically separate uh, stages and then four valuers and valuers that were bloody well qualified. You know, we spent hours going through every single item on average 20 items per team. You spent hours? Of course we did. Jesus. No, this is serious business because the objective was to find out which team had created wealth created yeah the highest or value added most to the products and you know from my perspective and this is where i feel as though it's getting slightly interesting is that it was basically interior designer uh kind of look the veronicas and and uh ross noble ross noble i mean you know they're they can have good taste in their private lives, mm. but they're not professional. I mean, they're professional singers, professional comedian, as opposed to the other team that were 
involved in the world of design and interior design. So, you know, my background is fine art, beautiful things. So we, it was a very black and white uh, sort of judgment in terms of what we felt the items on the left were worth as opposed to the items on the right being team A, team B. But the items on the right, team B, were the Veronicas and Mr Noble. And they clearly had a very, very kind of wonderful, creative, enthusiastic, zen kind of sense of the aesthetic. And one of the things that they had uh, got people to make for them was a throne chair, which was silvered in colour, made out of golf sticks. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get... I don't think anyone got to see that. I'm not sure, but there were some really uh, wacky things. Yeah, the camera kind of panned across it. It was very brief, but mm. yes. But we got to sit on the chairs. And so I, I know, uh, I knew of, of the four valuers, including myself, I knew two of them mm-hmm. quite well. And they, they come from um, very reputable and, and big, uh, you know, auction houses. Uh, and another thing too that they presented to us to get us or at least to get me on, like, involved in the gig, Mm -hmm. was that I would receive accolades and, um, you know, kudos. Now, I I may have received accolades and kudos, but not not for being a valuer, I can assure you. It's more that because, you know, you and I are unknown and we have have a good fan base, so people kind of know and they get a bit excited. But in terms of um, it'll be good for your business, that's bullshit. Um, I'm putting it out there. Oh, so, yeah, because you didn't... Well, at no point there was no getting, reference. There was no... You, they're not talking to us individually going, yes, and you're from such and such. That's, that's shit. You didn't but get that's typical. Ah, that, that's, a, that's a wank. And make sure you keep that on, on record. Um, I guess I'd have to say that... Because the Veronicas, um, they... You know, I spoke very openly and frankly. In fact, I was having a bit of a... And here's something that's not for press. Funny was that I'm chatting away to the Veronicas and one of the top producers ran over to me and literally dragged me away from them and said, oh, well, you can't, you can't say anything, you can't talk about this or that or, or what are you saying? Or, and I'm thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm having a conversation with these two girls. I'm not stupid. And the girls were kind of all, I don't want to say, no, they were just, they liked me and, and we did that photograph um, of me standing in between them and they're sort of wearing these sad raincoats. And to be honest with you, how they looked that day and then when I saw them on TV two nights ago, I, 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 I didn't recognise them. The, they just looked extraordinary on TV as opposed to, you know, sort of being sort of wet with rain and... Yeah, anyway. Um, but I really liked um, their sense of creativity. But what we then had to do... We were each given a piece of A4 paper, or two pieces actually. We then had to go through and value every single item, mm-hmm. each. So there were four valuers valuing 20 items each for both teams. We then handed our figures, and we weren't allowed to communicate with each other, so it was completely autonomous, but it was kind of cool in a way. I, I didn't know at the time but I got to hear the results on TV that night. And when they finally do the the tallying, so they combined all our figures and came out with an average, Mm -hmm. the two teams were actually 
quite close. And from a subjective point of view, I, as a, as a, as a personal sort of thing, Paul, I'd like to say that, um, and I have no, no sort of access to grind or I, I have nothing to win or lose, but in yeah. my opinion, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Veronicas and, and Mr. No- Noble, Noble? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, you know, they, they were my favourite. Yeah, because they, they, they were creative and, and that's, that's, that impressed me. And, and what um, they did with this little bookcase turned it into like a gerbil home, like a little hotel. Yeah, it was a hamster hotel. Yeah. Hamster, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was clever because the other stuff on the other, the other team stuff was, in my opinion, well, at best generic. But again, but having said that, I mean, I say again, it's subjective, but yes, I have been dealing in beautiful things for 40 years, hence me being brought in. But there was one item that I don't think they get to talk about that was apparently the... This was the big, big kind of thing for the show and it was a, a World War I British war helmet that they had... The, the, the Veronicas had purchased from a like a junk store way, way, way out of Sydney mm-hmm. and this was the one item that I was brought in for. This was the, the cream. This was the icing on the cake. This was the pinnacle. This is what... what why I was brought in was to determine whether or not this particular item was a fake. Now, I don't know whether that made it onto the show. So, you know, the whole world of editing, it's pretty bizarre. You know, and it's a powerful role, editing, isn't it? Because basically you can get whatever result you want. It's interesting because, yeah, you came in for a five-hour shoot as a valuer and, Mm. you know... Look, okay... You said you had anecdotes. Uh, do you have any more before I ask you kind of a big question? Um, well, look, it's a good thing that... Um, <clears throat> I reckon you could do the most amazing... Here's an idea, everyone, all you producers out there. Do, do a show on what's said when people are mic'd. Um, why did it's someone a, say? Did someone say something? Why? No, no. It's just that there's a lot of stuff that's said, uh, and and I know there is because pri- privately myself and and the valuers we we kind of thought the whole thing was a, a little bit you know I'm not going to say corny but you know it's 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 contrived and they had this kind of an auction and there was this piece of what I thought was I mean I get the charity thing and I've got to be very careful what I say here but you know when People come in and buy and spend a lot of money on on shit. I find that weird. I, I get it because people are doing it for for all sorts of reasons. But you know, it's it's yeah, it, it it's problematic. Uh, you know, bringing in four experts that have dealt with extraordinary items. Yeah, you know, really really high end stuff, and all of a sudden be thrown thrust in. Um, Put a lot of time and effort. The four of us put in, well, it was half a day of our lives. And, um, you know, I, I think I think that industry as well, uh, you know, it can be... I think there are ways to make things a little bit more sincere. Uh, and and it, the, the, these, these types of reality shows, this type, which is very confrontational, adversarial, I think they're... Uh, it's like... With respect, Paul, because I know you and Tegan love cooking shows, but some of not not the, not Mary Berry. That's not so. But the, some of these chef programs, they 
they're very formulaic. And don't people, after a while, just get the shits and go, because they're so, you can preempt the next shot. It's all very, and I get it, but anyway, look, I'm being probably a bit hypercritical and I don't want to upset the fans. But Oh, yeah. no, it's okay. Look, one thing I'd like to figure out is... This is not from the day. Oh. So I'm, I, I needed to buy some, some equipment, some electronic equipment. So I go to a particular electronic hi-fi store that we all know. And I met this young guy. He was an assistant manager. He was such a nice bloke. And I was so impressed with him. And he, he really gave me A1 service. Not to say they don't do that for everyone. But he knew about loose units and he was a little bit starstruck. I showed him the photograph quite proudly because... I'm, I'm blown away by how many people know who the Veronicas are and there's this awkward man standing in between them and they're sort of looking up at me and of course the guy's me so he says to the manager of this particular store it's a big store in the city he says oh he must have known that this manager was a fan of the Veronicas and he calls her over and I show her the photograph and she just she, lit, she literally started gyrating with excitement and she looked at me and she said, but how do you know, how do you know these girls? And I said something a bit naughty. I said, um, I'm their father. And she just literally, literally almost, she was so excited. Wait, so said, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So you lied to this girl and told her that Paul, you were the Veronica's dad? Yes, but only momentarily, just to see what had happened. And she was so excited. Uh, she asked my autograph. And then I said, no, I'm just joking. I said, I'm kidding. I said, I was, I couldn't tell her too much because this is a long time ago when we weren't allowed to talk about it at all. But right, it was so just funny. It was funny. Yeah, okay. Okay. I thought it was quite, I think that's a pretty cool anecdote. <sighs> that, you, that you got her hopes up and then dashed them. Yes, but she was so sweet about it. And we all had a, a good laugh. I have a question. First of all, uh, were the Veronicas nice on the day? The Veronicas were. Yeah. Now, it's a bit weird, Paul, because I've just come as you know, back from coffee. And there's definitely, I'm, I'm putting it out there, there's definitely, from the people I've spoken to, mm-hmm. a very negative vibe about those two girls. Oh. Yeah. Negative. Is that, fact, I think I'm, that's, I th- honestly, I think that's because of their music. I don't think, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, not, cool. Not because people are making character assassinations. No, no, no. I just, you know, it's just a specific brand of well, music. That's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. subjective. And, and, and yeah, that's, that's, that's fair enough. But mm. they were... They were so lovely to me. Oh, they were, they were demonstrative. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a look at the photo, one of the girls, um, and I don't want to sort of put tickets tickets on myself, but there's sort of a because I was really nice to them, and they they really appreciated that I. I mean, I was in an awkward position because I was a judge, effectively. And the management there, the the producers were really concerned that they might try and beguile me with their youthful looks or something like that. I got the sense that, you know, because I know for a fact, and I've only watched the show for 30 minutes, but there's definitely a sense of of drama where, you know, people form alliances and, and, you know, maybe the management thought that these girls were trying to charm me so that I'd vote for them. Right. I really believe that. But they seem to me to be genuinely nice people. 
and I, I yeah I think they were lovely I I, I liked them and and and, and um, you know Mr Noble he's he's a, he's a he's a larger than life jolly character and he's kind of he's he's hyperactive he did not stand still and he was sweating he was sweating did buckets. you like him was was he good value yeah or? he was lovely he was sweet but they also are aware acutely aware that the whole episode well can i say this to you that the four of us mm-hmm. by what we did that day mm-hmm. determined who was going to be kicked out of the show yeah okay that's heavy yeah so and i think i'm fortunate in that i was completely and utterly unaware mm. of the consequences down the track. Because if I knew... It, imagine if I was a, like a groupie, a fan, and really loved the, the characters and had to go in and... Like, imagine if I had to go on the set of um, Stranger Things and they'd all gone out, all the characters had gone out for, on a charitable day and all bought one item from an antique shop. They were each given $100 to spend. Yeah, but this, the, pre- Dad, this, this premise only works if... The cast of Stranger Things were judged on their antique buys, and you accidentally got one kicked off or written out of the show based on what they bought. Reality TV is, however, a competition, and I think you know you you did your job. I think you, you did it fine. But I think the thing that I want to know, and I think that listeners want to know, is did you do the thing that you always do, and did you plug loose units to every single person within spitting distance, <clears throat> including the Veronicas? Every single person <laughs> on that day, and yeah. probably a lot of extra people. Uh huh. I mean that's that's a given. Because I'm proud of loose units, and and I talk it up because it's so good. And the Did thing you... about our show and our and the books, Paul, is that they're real. Mm. There's no bullshit. It's all real. Well, there is we, some and, bullshit, but it's a yeah. But also, and 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 Paul, when people mm. listen to the podcast, yeah, every week, they're not edited. I mean, you might stitch stitched together or cut out a few gaps even though I do pause for effect and I get a bit upset when I know you've done that but we're real and I'll tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm itching to get back out and do a live show so did you talk did you did you pitch the Veronica's the show and is it possible the Veronica's are listening to loose units now I would hope they are because they seem to be I mean who doesn't love true crime Oh, well, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, did you actually just between takes? I mean, during that photo, you you know, you had a perfect opportunity to go, by the way. No, I did. I always do that. That's a given, Paul. Okay. I'm just, yes, but I'm saying that uh, I think people want to know how that went. Um, well. <laughs> what, was their, Look, what was their reaction to your pitch? They probably thought, John, you're actually not the star here today. Uh-huh. We are. Okay. But I don't think they would have thought that. Look, they're, they're th- as people... And, I mean, let's face it, everyone, I, I only met them for, you know, I mean, I was with them for a long, long time. Sure. But I made a beeline for them. I actually had to jump over a rope, by the way, okay, to get to them because they were sort of quarantined, let me, let's put it that way. The whole thing is very, very well orchestrated. There are so many cameras. And that's another thing, everyone. We had to do this like a, a bio on each of us, like stand there off like with another sort of group of camera people. Oh, I mean, really? What, oh, and give them our life story. And 
I definitely mentioned loose units and the podcast and the books and everything. But fat lot of good that did. Of course. It's all bullshit. Okay. It, shit, it shits me, but it just shits me. Because we were people, watching, yeah, yeah, we were watching the show going, where's... Where's that? Uh, uh, and that's it. It's done. But the amount of listeners and readers who got in touch and said, is that John on fucking Celebrity Apprentice was so lovely. I mean, everyone just kept reaching out and congratulating you. And I mean, I think I was a little starstruck because it was nice to actually watch. You know, I don't watch Celebrity Apprentice, but, you know, um, the preview image for the episode on Nine Now, which is where you can watch it, by the way was a bunch of valuers facing the apprentices and then dad, you know, in the foreground. And I was just so proud to see you on TV and I'm so happy that you got, you know, I'm so happy that you got to do it. I'm mm. just, I'm, I'm, I'm <clears> really <throat> stoked. Well, look, I mean, if anyone has any other questions about what it was like to be on, you know, to be on The Celebrity Apprentice, uh, that's, mm. shoot us a message on Facebook. Uh, otherwise, um, is there anything else you want to say in closing, Dad, before we wrap up for this week? Uh, yeah, so at... Five o'clock this morning, I received a terrific message on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's um, a link to a medical journal. Yeah. And in that journal is a story about the health benefits or or the bad things mm-hmm. about eating uh, human flesh. It's a full blown medical story, and I read it, and it was really interesting. And maybe in the next few weeks, we can just touch on that one Friday. Yep, we can do a cannibalism-themed episode next week on Friday if you'd like. Love uh, it. Yeah, because it's quite fascinating. Well, all right. Well, then I guess... Uh, Is that a weird now- way to finish today? Or No, it's okay. I mean, it's it's odd, but no stranger than us trying to sound like the Veronica's at the front of the episode. So that's it. That's another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We hope everyone in Victoria is doing okay with this new snap lockdown. Hopefully it finishes soon. Everyone, make sure you hang in there. Stay safe. And we will see you next week for more Loose Units. Bye-bye. You want to say bye-bye again? <laughs> oh, fuck. Cheerio, bye, and... <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I loved it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.